0: This is Perspectives, the show where an examination of our many differences often shows us how much we have in common. I'm Condis Presley. Now, few folks would disagree with the notion that more people succeed when they are able to compete on a level playing field. Now making this notion a reality is the mission of the LPFI, that's the Level Playing Field Institute. Now this California-based nonprofit seeks to address why diversity efforts fail and more significantly, to examine and implement programs that will understand and experience how diversity can and does succeed. Now the reason why across from me in our studio the CEO of the Institute, Eli Kennedy, is with us, is to introduce all of you to their Smash Pathways program. It is happening this summer, right now, just across town at Atlanta's Morehouse College. Eli Kennedy, welcome. Thank you. So, how well did I do in kind of summing up what you do and who you guys are? Perfect. Um,
1: I think, you know, our organization, as as you mentioned, is just hyper-committed, to making sure that folks from underrepresented communities can succeed in STEM careers.
0: All right, so you use STEM, which most people are gonna know what that means, but I didn't explain what SMASH means, and I want you to tell me about SMASH Pathways at Morehouse.
1: So it's the Summer Math and Science Honors Academy. Uh, We've been operating for about 13 years. We're partnering with Morehouse, launching this year. And what the program is, is a program where we stay with students for three whole years. Um, They come to us as rising freshmen, uh, the heart of the program is a summer intensive where they really experience college. They live on the campus, they live in the dorms, they eat together, uh, and they get a very rigorous quantitative education in math, science, engineering, and computer science. Uh, so that's the summer intensive during that five weeks. And then we run a number of Saturday academies during the year, which are both designed to uh, expose them to uh, to STEM careers, and also, again, to bolster their sort of quantitative skills.
0: What makes this program different or stand out more than other STEM programs that our listeners might be aware, about, aware of?
1: So there's a few things that make us different. I, I guess at first I'd like to point out our results. So uh, 100% of our kids go on to college. About half of them go to top 50 colleges. Three quarters of them go into STEM majors. And about two-thirds of our students, uh, once they graduate from college, have... So, th- those are our results.
0: Now, say that again. Uh, two-thirds of your students do what now?
1: Once they graduate from college, they go into STEM careers. So, they're actually working in the STEM field.
0: Now, this is something that you guys have been doing at a number of universities out West. First time in the South, in Georgia, in Atlanta, at Morehouse. How do we get so lucky?
1: <laughs> uh, so, we've been wanting to work with an HBCU for a number of years. Uh, I'm a, an HBCU grad. I went to Howard University, so I understand sort of the power of that environment. Uh, one thing that's really important to us is that uh, 25% of all folks who are, who are graduating with STEM majors actually come from HBCUs. So it's really a tremendous leverage point. Uh, Morehouse as well, obviously, has done a tremendous job attracting uh, uh, black African-American males. Uh, and that's a one demographic that we've really been focusing on growing uh, that interest level and that support and in going into STEM.
0: So, Eli, who are the target kids who succeed
1: in the SMASH program? So we focus on underrepresented communities. So about 80% of our folks qualify for free and reduced lunch. uh, And three quarters of them are first generation college students. So when we go out to find schools to sort of recruit, smash scholars, uh, we are looking for schools that are in challenging situations, that have a lot of low income students, um, that don't traditionally have the resources that affluent communities have. Um, So one, one just point of data that we've done, our research department did a wonderful report called Path Not Found. Uh, that analyzes California, obviously the uh, the sort of hotbed of Silicon Valley and mm-hmm. technology, and found that 75% of the schools that are that have the most African American and Latino students have no computer science courses, uh, and only two percent of these schools have any AP computer science courses. And now, uh, if you talk to anyone that's going into Stanford and some of the other schools that we partner with, like it's essential that they get that preparation, they get that high-level computer science education, that high-level science education. Um, to really prepare them to succeed at college. And our program's really designed to augment that.
0: So you're in town, you're visiting the program, I guess there was a, a, pretty, a pretty rigorous application process. Right. And you've already said that you recruit these kids whom you who don't necessarily get these types of opportunities, but you know that they're gonna be able to succeed. Tell me about your visit to Morehouse.
1: Sure, so we're actually launching, the Pathways program is our entry program. So our full SMASH program will launch next summer. Um, the Pathways program actually is for 8th graders, so it's really designed to gin, um, gin up interest in SMASH, uh, get people excited about the program. So we launched two weeks ago. Um, we've done a number of programs there to, again, sort of highlight STEM careers. We bring in a lot of folks who, are, uh, who look like the students, um, who are actually working in STEM right now so they can see people that look like them who are going into, going into STEM, um, and really making that sort of STEM success story tangible for these kids. Uh, so in our visit, we're going to we're gonna go over there. We're going to uh, meet some of the students. We're actually heading over tomorrow. The program runs on Fridays and Saturdays, uh, and really watch the, the sort of comprehensive effort to help these students get exposed to and really get excited about STEM.
0: How excited are you when you have an opportunity and you've, you're doing it in a day or, next, you know, this weekend at Morehouse with the students who are here, but obviously you followed the program in California for many years. How rewarding is it for you to see these kids light up at this opportunity? Yeah,
1: so that's... Uh, it's the most powerful and important thing to me is really the student level touch. Um, so when we, you mentioned the application process. So I'm, I participate in that. I read the essays that these folks write. They write essays, they do references. Um, and in some ways when you hear these essays, they're, they're heartbreaking. Like these kids are going through unimaginable stuff that children shouldn't have to go through. Such as? Uh, such as homelessness, such as uh, deaths within their families, such as domestic abuse, um, just things that children shouldn't have to go through. But they've they've found out about a program. They're taking a step to improve their lives. Um, and they're really committed and excited about going into STEM. So when I read an application like that and I know I can t- help this student become part of a program where 100% of the students go to college, like that's like that's why I'm here. That's what I get excited about. That's what I light up for.
0: When the kids are, you've read the applications, you've made the decisions about who are the kids that are going to participate this in the Pathways program for the eighth graders, and then f- full-on smash next year. You guys are coming back. You just said that, right? Of course, yes. Okay, so w- tell me about the interaction that you have with the, the child's parents or the guardians, whoever's raising this eighth grader. Because, you know, it may take, you know, grandma or mom or dad, they may look somewhat askance at, yeah. oh, you know, my baby's going to go for the weekend, do this, that, and the other. You, you know how our parents are. <laughs>
1: So um, one of the things that we do to start off SMASH is we have an orientation program, and we really invite the entire family to come in. So you see parents, um, you see children. Last week, I attended the orientation program at one of our partner universities, UC Berkeley. Um, And it's really a communal, exciting event where we, are showing the parents like one the level of investment we're gonna put into it so it's here we are at this beautiful college campus here's the folks that are gonna be with your students so they get familiar with all the different parts of the program and academic lead residential lead again people of color folks that look like them that have been successful in stem or in college uh, again folks that these kids aren't interacting with on a day-to-day basis and the parents I see I think when they see folks that have, have sort of walked that path and are being successful they start getting excited about it Um, You know, occasionally we get some parents who are, uh, when they're sending their their children off to a five-week residency, you know, so they're going to be sleeping in the dorms, um, worry and ask smart questions about, well, what happens in college dorms, you know? Um, And I think we have, uh, what we do, what we do as part of our program is we do have a lot of infrastructure around the kids themselves. So a lot of, we have a residential director, academic folks, RAs, there are adults that are with these students all the time to make sure that they're, uh, they're focused and sort of building community.
0: All right, now your target student is generally disadvantaged, uh, probably going to be the first one of their families to go to college. Uh, I know we look at African-American, Latino students, obviously boys and girls, right?
1: Correct. About half of the, the program is basically split down the middle, about half girls, half boys.
0: Once a student has been selected and participates at the eighth grade level in the Pathways program, which is what we're doing here mm-hmm. for. Five weeks at Morehouse does that automatically guarantee them access to the the next three year program while they're in high school?
1: It doesn't actually. But oh, we so do. We'll explain that. Yeah. Part. So we do place preference on the on students that have participated in the in the Pathways program. We do additionally weight their applications, but our application process is significant. Um, it's unfortunate, but we have every year we get about twelve hundred applications, and we can only select about three hundred students for the program. Um, so we don't um, necessarily guarantee spots. Uh, the application process: they have to write essays, they have to get references from teachers. Um, they have to take an aptitude test. I, I don't want to make it sound so rigorous that they can't get in, but there is. Well, it's uh, just like
0: going to college. I mean, there are things you have to do and we gotta grow up at some point, right?
1: Exactly, uh, and we really look for a lot of data points. We put them. We do some one-on-one interaction also, because we're really trying to form a cohesive cohort um, where these students will really lean on each other and build lifelong relationships that are gonna help them be successful long-term. The community aspect of, of what we do is super important to our success.
0: Knowing that you wanted to partner with an HBCU, uh, did the schools have to apply to be a, to partner with you, or did you all know that you wanted to work with Morehouse? And what's the likelihood that this will expand from Morehouse to other HBCUs across the United States? Yeah. So
1: the partnership process is is complicated, right? There's a lot to work through. There's a lot of um, really important understanding that both sides need to have as we go into this. We need to understand sort of what we're bringing to the table, and we and the the university wants to uh, be sure what they bring to the table. And we really do. Uh, have a, a genuine partnership. So we ask for a partnership in funding, um, we ask for a partnership in sort of bringing uh, resources to present in front of the kids, obviously we need lab space and dormitory space. So that process is—it takes a while, it takes months actually to work that out. Um, We knew we really wanted to work with Morehouse, obviously, an extremely prestigious HBCU. Um, uh, Again, I mentioned how many of the the Morehouse students are actually going into STEM careers, or I should say HBCU students are going into STEM careers. Um, And then the resiliency, so the students that actually go to HBCUs and stay there is actually really high also, which is really helpful for our SMASH alumni. Um, We are hopeful that we can expand to other HBCUs. Um, again, I mentioned I went to Howard University, so I would be I would love to bring the program there.
0: That's why I asked that. I thought, well, you went to Howard, but you came to Morehouse. So <laughs> I was like, okay, it must be in the plan. So tell us about, certainly, for the 12 years that this has been ongoing in California, first time this year in the Atlanta area at Morehouse, i got to believe that you've got some amazing success stories for, for the kids who have been exposed to uh, Smash Pathways as well as the Smash program. I mean, you said
1: everybody goes to college. They do. Um, so we don't, I mean, Morehouse is new, so we've just been going for a couple weeks. So, so we'll talk about that next year. Yeah. <laughs> so we can talk through the success. I mean, that said, we have, you know, we have smash alumni that went to Morehouse and really, um, view that, uh, view smash is like the key lever, not only to exposing them to STEM and, and understanding STEM career, but actually to Morehouse itself. Um, because we do have a part of our program, where we also help students sort of evaluate colleges that are the best fit for them um, and actually go through that college application process. So, um, you know, our, our, I mentioned the sort of quantitative side of our success, but, I mean, the, what's what's interesting is always to talk about the kids themselves. Yeah. Um, so we have kids that, that again, have, are coming from really tough situations. We have a student who was homeless um, for was a student that was really excited about math, didn't know what his STEM career was, didn't know what the jobs were, came to us, participated in the program, um, became, learned additional academic rigor that he would study in, his, in, in the car, you know, wh- wh- which was his home for a while, mm. um, which is tremendously challenging, but the, the spirit and resiliency of this, this child, he's now at, at Brown University studying medicine. Or I shouldn't say child, a student, um, young man. So um, that's doctor. what's really exciting, future doctor. You know, um, so that's what's that's what's really exciting.
0: How proud are you of of these kids, these young men and these young women who come through, smash, and you've some of them whom you've had an opportunity and you've been exposed to them since they were eighth graders, mm-hmm. just on the cusp of all the the potential opportunity that you know through the Level Playing Field Institute hadn't always been there for kids who look like us.
1: Yeah. Um, it, It's amazing. Our our founder likes to say that genius is is evenly distributed or equitably distributed and opportunity isn't. Um, What we know when we see these kids is that they have the genius. They have the perseverance. They have the grit. They have the desire to succeed. And all they need is this little bit of opportunity and a little bit of support that we see students get often in affluent communities. And if they get those supports, that they can skyrocket. They can just run forward and succeed at the levels of of anyone. Um, And that's the... What I see from these students, I mean, again, they have to go through a rigorous application process. They have to work really hard. These kids work like 12 hours a day when they're in the program. They come to Saturday academies, right? So they're, they're going to school five days a week, and they still get up in the morning and come to Saturday academy and learn computer science and visit tech, technology companies on their Saturdays. Like that level of commitment, that level of perseverance, that level of grit to succeed is is inspiring for for me, and really should be for all of us as Americans. Walk us through the
0: program. It's you said it's Fridays and Saturdays. We've got five weeks. Talk to us about the uh, 300
1: kids who are participating. Talk yes. to me. Be- so pathways is a little smaller than that. Okay, okay. So pathways is only about 40 kids. So okay. 300 will be is really our our entire Smash program. Got it. Um, so you want to talk through Pathways or Smash pathways. in general, right? So um, Pathways launched two weeks ago. Um, they, again, they, I mentioned they do an orientation where they bring the, really the families in and, and sort of understand stuff. Um, the, we bring in outside speakers who will come in and, and talk to them about their careers, provide the students with insights for what it took for them to become successful in a, in a science technology or engineering career. Um, We're doing some uh, project-based learning. So there are uh, immediate projects that folks are using where they will learn engineering skills and actually apply those engineering skills to build things. Uh, In addition to that, there's some really wonderful things we're doing with Morehouse. Uh, Morehouse obviously has tremendous tradition, um, and they're learning about that tradition, especially if you're taking young young black men and really putting them on this path to success and the tremendous alumni that have come out of that university, which is, you know, surprisingly, uh, a lot of these students have never been, they're obviously local to Atlanta, but they've never been on the Morehouse campus. Um, and I think even just that opportunity is something that really is eye-opening and impactful for a number of students.
0: So you're talking about inspiration, you're talking about application, you're talking about exposure with these kids, and then once they're done at the end of the five-week program, do you go about keeping tabs on them? How How do you follow them?
1: Yeah, so we do. We have a bunch of tracking. We obviously have their contact information um, and we have programs that are during the year that are, again, we have like, we run some hackathons, which are sort of short term events that are designed. What is a hackathon? Yeah, so a hackathon is when um, you, it's it's also called a design thinking. So it's really where you put a group of folks when, together. Because when, you know,
0: people listening and they hear hackathon, <laughs> they're thinking, you're trying to steal my ID. And I know that's not what it is. <laughs> but, you, you know. Folks are, especially, you know, older folks are thinking, well, that doesn't, hack sounds bad. So, like I said, what is a hackathon? A hackathon
1: is really where you, you sit down and you put a problem out there, and then you put a group of students together, and you facilitate that with professionals, and they come up with a solution, and they build and design a solution. Um, so, we've seen students who have even taken ideas that, that were sort of fleshed out in a hackathon and actually make those into businesses and apps, like some of our students have apps on the actual Apple App Store. Oh, you've got uh, to give us an example. Of, can of you, can you think of one? I, that I don't know the exact name of it. What does it do? I mean, it's a uh, it's a uh, re- the app itself is a inspirational um, uh, reminder app. So what it okay. does is it syncs up with your calendar and okay. then sort of provides you an inspirational quote um, and some inspiration along with your different calendar events to sort of motivate you as you're going into your events. It's and a, this is
0: w- this is one of the students who this came is through a your Smash book. student who came through our
1: program. That's yeah. outstanding. And it's, it's live. You know, it's like a real thing. Like, so,
0: I, like, I could can, I can grab my phone and, and start searching for it and absolutely. probably find
1: it. Yep. Absolutely. You ha- that's, that's wonderful. Yep. It's, uh, again, like, the, the thing that we're fortunate to, to be at, so the other, the other aspect of where we are is that we're in the Bay Area, so we're connected to a lot of other organizations that we can plug our smash scholars into. So when we find a scholar who is ready to take that next step, I have an idea, I have the energy, the perseverance, and I actually want to learn how to code that, and actually build that, we can connect them with other resources where they can actually do that. So um, we do a lot, you mentioned sort of the eighth graders we'll stay in touch with, sort of continue to build. Um, we actually stay with our students, I mean, for, for a really long time, you know, so we're, we smash is, is obviously during high school and there's sort of a conclusion at the end of their senior years, they go to college, but then we have an alumni services group that helps our students do everything from Find a summer job, to find an internship, to advice on how to get into a lab at a school, um, or if they're an entrepreneur and are ready to code out and build a, a business, like we can help do that also.
0: And I take it you have alumni who have done, as you said, just that, because exactly. you've got at least one you've described yep. who isn't an, an app in the store right now. Yeah. Where does the drive and the purpose come from the Level Playing Institute and then it's, it's the CAPER foundations that you're part of, that you're part of, that so Where some of the resources are coming from to execute the program, pa- Smash Pathways and the Smash program.
1: Yes. Uh, so we are partnered with part of the KPOR family of companies. Um, so the KPORs have a, a, a K-Poor for Social, uh, the KPOR Center for Social Impact. The KPOR Center for Social Impact. They also have a, a sort of KCAP, so KPOR Capital, that does investments in, org- in companies that are committed to diversity. Uh, And then we have LPFI. So there is this continuum across the organizations, this commitment to diversity in technology industries and in STEM, and we're really affecting all of it. So our role at LPFI is really to work with high school students and college students and getting them towards careers or entrepreneurship. Um, KCSI is really making investments in other organizations that are part of that ecosystem. And then KCAP is investing actually in companies that are similarly committed to diversity. Um, and we've actually placed SMASH scholars with KCAP companies. So there is uh, some really, really strong synergy across the organizations.
0: When you guys identify a SMASH scholar who is going to excel in one of the STEM areas, science, technology, engineering, or math, does the student already know that or have a general idea about that, or are you in a position, especially at th- with the eighth grade level, ninth, tenth grade level, in a position to help point them at truly where their aptitude exists?
1: Yeah. So- I guess all of our students have some interest in STEM or sort of the core element of STEM. So they're interested in math or they're interested in science. Uh, I think these, this is sort of the exposure element. I don't think they know exactly how to harness that or exactly where to put that. Um, so that's really part of Pathways and that's part of SMASH overall is to really show them sort of different roads to success. Mm-hmm. Um, and then really it's student driven though. So the students, um, once they determine, we have some electives within our program. So if they determine they're really interested in computer science, like we have the capacity to help them uh, with our computer science curriculum, really accelerate along that way, take an AP computer science cor- uh, course, and or take the AP computer science test, um, which again is foundational if you're going to go on to be a computer science major at a top 50 college. Um, so it's really, it's sort of, Channel It's exposure and then funneling and, and really helping to advise that student interest as to what they actually want to go into. Yes.
0: So we're talking to Eli Kennedy, who is the CEO of LP Level Playing Field Institute. Correct. And people are listening to us right now, Eli, and they're hearing all these amazing things that your group, the foundation, is doing with this group of 40 kids who are spending five weeks a five-week period on Fridays and Saturdays at Morehouse in the SMASH Pathways program, they're thinking, I've got, a, I've got an eighth grader coming up, or I've got a kid who's in high school who could benefit from this. How do I get more information?
1: Right. So the, the place to start is lpfi.org, so www.lpfi.org. Uh, the application process will begin in the start of the new year for the actual SMASH program that will start at, at Morehouse um but you can go there and you can find out other information about what things that we're we'll we're going to be doing during the year and that's really the the proper funnel to do so
0: and are there particular areas of the metropolitan atlanta community where you're especially looking for this pool of applicants knowing the 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 economic disadvantages and trying to make sure that you're not getting the kids who are coming who are who are going to have this opportunity anyway
1: right uh, so we, are, we have been working and talking to schools that are, have less resources than the affluent schools. So our research department sort of identifies um, schools that are low income and, and have some, have, don't have quite the resources the affluent schools have. And we really target those schools. Um, and we do some waiting on our applicants to really focus on providing uh, this opportunity to folks that wouldn't have it otherwise, that don't have um, similar resources that either they can pay for or they already have access to.
0: So grandparents listening and they're thinking, well, I've got a grandchild who this would be good, but maybe parent might or might not say I may be the guardian. I, I'm connected somewhat with the school. That school may or may not know, do I ask my child's math teacher, ask my child's science teacher, do you know about this? If the teacher
1: does not, then the teacher can seek you guys out. That's exactly right. So. The, we're often connected to teachers. We're often connected to guidance counselors within schools. Um, if they're not aware of the program, again, the, pro, the, the email or the web address is www.lpfi.org and they can find out additional information there. Um, We will be doing some more outreach to schools in the coming months, so hopefully they will be, or someone within the school will be highly aware of the program.
0: Outstanding. Well, Eli Kennedy, thanks for what you guys are doing this year at Morehouse with the Smash Pathways program. Looking forward to talking to you again sometime in the future with uh, Smash Pathways again next year and full-on Smash. That'll be great.
1: Awesome. Thank you for having me.
0: Thank you. Perspectives is a half-hour we produce with you in mind. If there's something you think we ought to be talking about, let me hear from you. Tweet me, MyAndalusCondo29, on Twitter, or leave a message on our Facebook page. We do appreciate your listening and hope you'll be back next week at this same time as we examine another perspective.